This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Steve P. Young, founder at App Master. Steve, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Art, it's like seeing an old friend. We've been to, we've been talking for so long. It's good to finally be here, my friend. I literally thought we'd already done this, so I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's finally happening. It's great to see you, Steve. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, a lot of uh, things have happened between our conversations. So. Before this conversation, let me set the stage. <clears throat> like, like with many things in business, when it comes to app marketing, people either rely on data to make decisions or listen to their gut feeling. Yeah. We're strongly suggesting to the, to the former. We encourage you to be your best in keeping it rational and follow the data. Be a scientist in your field. In this episode, Steve will make the case for you, showing what A-B testing reveals about app engagement, paywalls, and more. Before we're going to be covering this topic, specifically for people who actually have been living under the rock all these years and don't know who you are, Steve, please tell them about yourself. <laughs> all right, I've been doing a pod. So I started in the app space in 2011. I'll give you the short version, all right? Started in the app space in 2011, started doing it on the side as a side hustle. In 2013, I decided to start a podcast to do it on the side. And I was trying to learn from my heroes in the space. And so by, at the time I interviewed the co-founder Shazam, Chris Barton, we've become friends and stuff like that. But I used, I interviewed anybody I could to try to learn from them to see if I can grow this side hustle into a real business. So that was May of 2013. Six months later, I had enough of an audience who was starting to come to me for marketing help that in the beginning of 2014, I left my corporate job to do this full time. And then in around 2015, 16 range, I started doing stuff on YouTube. And that's where most people find us from is YouTube and the podcast. But that's the short story. And now we're a team of 14 and growing. And we work with art. The way I like to say this is we work with some of the biggest apps, like literally top charts and some of the tiniest apps in the world. And what we're trying to do is be the most affordable, most effective app marketing agency out there, because I believe that as founders and a lot of apps that we work with are generally founders, it's one of the hardest things to do. And one of the topics that I love to cover is the zero to one strategies, right? Because I think mm -hmm. too many times you listen to podcasts and it's like, you know, we have a six figure marketing budget and they're all just talking to each other. It's like, in my opinion, Art, I feel like the top 1% is talking to the top 1% and the top 99, the 99% of us that don't have that marketing budget, we're just kind of like, uh, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. And so that's like the topics I like to cover. Cause a lot of times I'll get this art I'm going on too long. So you stop me whenever, but a lot of times sure. I hear from people, it's like, Steve, you only talk about like the beginning strategies or do you only work with the tiniest apps? Right? Because you only talk about strategies to get going. I'm like, that's because I feel like that's the hardest thing to do. Zero to one is the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest phase of any business. Exactly. That's uh, so true that, uh, when you have a big budget and uh, it's help, sure, 
makes you free and what kind of decisions you can make you gives you way more freedom to make mistakes uh and when you don't have uh, so much uh, dollars in your bank account you have to be goddamn inventive to see if you can actually achieve your goals with way less money for your marketing budget and yeah this is the evolution in the making you have to be really innovative to make it a reality um so tell me about app masters uh how it came to be and what it is now yeah well started as a podcast and then now we focus more on aso i mean what we're known for is aso apple search ads and monetization strategies and what we're trying to be better at we we feel like we have a pretty good grasp but like obviously facebook and TikTok and google ads we have a lot of great you know strategies and clients that we work with on those end but i would say the first three when it comes to aso monetization apple search ads i don't know art i want to say nobody can beat us when it comes to those three topics though <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, totally fair to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm biased, though. I'm very biased. It's been, it's been ten years. If you're still in the business, it means something. Specifically, means you know what you're doing. Like, the field is really competitive and quite often unforgiving if you're making mistakes, which is literally not learning, just uh, believing that you've learned every every single trick and do not try to be. You know, open-minded, listen carefully what's happening. One, the day you stop doing it, sorry, you're going to be going down as time goes by. Uh, nothing static. All right, let's jump on the topic of this conversation. And we're going to start with this thing. So let's talk about app engagement. Yeah. Um, obviously, A-B testing is one of the tools you've been using. And I wonder uh, what, what works, what does not work for app engagement when you're looking through the prism of A-B testing. All right, we're gonna do something different. You're allowing me the permission to do this video. So if you guys wanna check it out, we're gonna post this video on the business of apps, like yep. blog post page. But Art, would you mind letting me share my screen and I'll give you some data. Sure thing, let's do this. So I wanna get back to what you said earlier and we're with the gut and data. You know, a part of it is, you know, sometimes I, for me, I like to go with gut first, unless I have data, right? Sometimes it, it, that's how I come up with like creative strategies. And then like, for example, and I'll get to some of the things that we're gonna talk about in a little bit too, but like with long paywalls, I had a gut feeling 2019 I would, that it would outperform shorter paywalls and the data proved out. And so, like you said, I completely agree with you as marketers, we shouldn't think of ourselves, we should think of ourselves as scientists. I mean, frankly, in life, just think about us as scientists, like everything's an experiment. We have a hypothesis, which may come from our gut, but we're going to test it out. And then we're going to let data decide. The first thing is you during the onboarding process, most people who subscribe to your app, they're going to subscribe during the onboarding process. And so we do have data now that says if you engage users, ask them simple questions. And I have a visual right here where A, we have headway that's asking, you know, what are your goals for coming into this app? What areas would you like to elevate? And then there's a bunch more questions and then show the paywall versus what Calm is doing. It's just saying, hey, you know, social proof, enjoy our library, benefits, 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 and then paywall. We're actually seeing that by engaging with people, you will increase conversions. 
Now, I had Yeva from Headway, the product manager on, and she talked about this too. And we talked about the long onboarding that Headway has. And she says, when you have a longer onboarding, we've actually seen our, our clients from their data that longer onboardings actually lead to higher conversions. Yes, there'll be more drop-offs, but the people actually make it all the way through will actually subscribe. And the people who drop out, they were never probably gonna subscribe anyways. And the what Yeva said, what I really loved was, when you engage with your audience, they think that you are customizing the app for you, right? And so that is the added benefit. And Art, before I even knew about this strategy, when I saw an app ask me questions, I immediately thought as an end user, are they going to personalize this for me? And so I thought the same thing. And so it's the psychological trigger. And the one more thing I'll add is before your paywall, have ways where you're showing apps, you're showing the user that they, you are indeed customizing the, their experience here. And I'll show you this visual from Headway really quick too. So you can see they're asking a lot of questions, but here, I want to point this out. What they do is they say, we are crafting your learning experience and guess what's going to happen next. All right. You're going to get the paywall, right? Yeah. So this screen, I asked the client, like, I was like, Hey, did you AB test versus not having this little animation before the paywall versus just showing the paywall? And he saw a 9% increase in conversions just by having a screen in between all your questions that say, Hey, we are customizing. It's like this little spinning wheel that I like to say, all right. And so even if that spinning wheel does nothing, you definitely want to have it because, and what I love about headways is during that spinning wheel, I'll see bland ones art where it literally is a spinning wheel. You might as well put like a sandcastle in there or yeah. one of those sand timers, but have some social proof because really you're giving the users a bit of a break anyways. So have some social proof and headway has enjoyed by 12 million plus users. Sometimes I'll see ratings, average app ratings or testimonials. So when you have that spinning wheel, definitely have something that says we are crafting your learning experience or we're customizing your plan and then some social proof at the bottom and the middle can be the the spinning wheel and then hit them with the paywall yeah th these are kind of a you may think of this as small cues small things to do but it's actually not um people will appreciate it number one because they don't see it often it's not like every app thing install on their phones do the same thing do this a bit of a customization and when they see it, it's, it's one more case of a, you know, human touch, even just on a one, one screen on their, on their phone, it will be enough to tilt their, you know, opinion towards loving your app more and actually in becoming your regular user, your subscriber. Yeah. Now in this day and age, um, most people heard about two walls. I bet it's the Great Wall of China and the paywall. <laughs> so it's like you open New York Times and you see that you can read like 10 articles a month free, or if you become a paying subscriber, you get to read as much as you want. Um, the same thing, well, not the same, but you know, again, you're encountering paywall with Tinder, you start using the app, and you realize that the, the most engaging part, the you know, communication is behind the paywall. You have to become the paying subscriber and the story goes on and on um uh steve um what does your a b test uh, tell you about 
it's a good idea to introduce the paywall on onboarding. Yeah, definitely. Right. A friend of mine, Dave Chu, he, he told me the strategy at an event that I hosted in San Francisco in 2018. Art, this is so long ago. And he was like, guys, I tested this. Paywall and onboarding sees two times more conversions than paywall not. And I was like, really? Isn't it too soon? Don't you want to get the user to, you know, use the app a little bit and, you know, get love, fall in love with it? But he's like, no, we tested this. And so it is, if you're not doing this, if you do nothing else after this podcast interview, besides showing love to art on the podcast apps on Apple and leaving it a great rating, maybe dropping my name. Make sure your paywall is during the onboarding process. The stats say that anywhere from 60 to 80% of all the people who buy in your app will buy before they even use your app, meaning they will buy during the onboarding process. And the other, you want to guess, Art, where the number two purchase spot is? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't even have a guess. No <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you a buzzer on that one. All right. But what I would the number two spot is your main screen or your homepage of your app. And so 80 to 90% of all the people who buy will buy during the onboarding process or the homepage of your app. So on the homepage or the main screen of your app, make sure there's a way for you, for users to upgrade to your app. And one of our clients, we AB tested this copy because he just had pro, right? Like, a screen, a button that just said pro. And I was like, dude, I don't think that's the worst copy. And I, so we tested, um, we tested unlock pro features and unlock everything. Art, which one do you think won? Which, which one do you think led to more conversions? I guess the letter, everything. Unlock everything. I thought yeah. so too. We were both wrong. So unlock everything actually had more click through rates, but unlock pro features actually led to higher conversions, actual subscribers. So again, it's worth A-B testing, but we do believe that unlock something is the best to go for that too. And so when we A-B tested that on the homepage of this app screen, we saw an increase in conversions instead of just being like, go pro or unlock premium. Nobody wants that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. So uh, I guess uh, the more complicated, the more, um packed with things to take care of life we leave the more we kind of uh moving towards one screen one page one place where we have to take an action in the home page like we grew up with the uh, internet where websites were simple it was just one page where every bit of action was on that page and to this day we prefer that the important decisions we should make to start paying for some products should be on that page and not no just uh playing around and looking for a place to pay it should be right on the home page that's that makes sense and um i think i would see why people buying uh when they're being introduced with the paywall right away is because we're when if they're serious if they want to use this product they're already ready to, you know, spend some bucks on that thing right away. If they're not, you're not going to make them agree. It's not going to work. So it's counterintuitive to me. But now as um, then thinking about this, you're describing and see why it may work. Now, it definitely does. It is counterintuitive. And I think a lot of the app space, and this is why I love it so much, it's always changing. And then it's a lot of it's 
very counterintuitive, but an app download isn't like a banner click. It is yeah. more of an intent. There's already an intent to download an app, right? Like not a lot of people are looking to download more apps in this day and age. For sure. And hence, that's why you have to do A-B testing. Otherwise, you would be just following your gut and you would be wrong. See? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, now uh, switching to discounts for app subscriptions. Yeah. Boy, we all pay app subscriptions, right? Apple TV, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, um, and etc. So you, every end of the month, you can see this bill for how many subscriptions you're paying. You're thinking... Perhaps I just should cut them off and just uh, be happy with just two or three of those. Uh, and um, what's what's the optimal strategy? What does A/B testing reveal uh, to you in this domain when it comes to discounts for our subscriptions? How does it work? Yeah, I think this. So back to and I'm going to share some visuals. Back to the stats, right? I started thinking about this. So Dave, thank you for the onboarding trick. But I started thinking about the percentage right like we now we had numbers 60 80 percent so shout out to you know i stand on the shoulder of giants art like i'm very honored that we have this community this youtube following where people share a lot of great content back with us as well and so somebody measured it it's like 60 80 percent buy during mm -hmm. the onboarding so i started thinking shouldn't you discount because i know discounting works right? Discounting brings people back. And I had other strategies that I knew where we were like secretly hiding some discounts elsewhere that were driving revenues. And so I said, let's just make it simple. And if they say no to your first paywall, show them a discount. And we saw that that definitely drove more conversions art. And one of our apps we just launched in November of 2023. And using some of our ASO strategies, we're able to make $1,000 within the first month. And you will see, if you look at our numbers, 500 came from the initial full price, $500, another 500 came from the discounted price because we're doing the exact same thing. If you say no to us the first time, we're going to offer you a 50% discount, a one-time offer, and people are buying that. And so it does work. It will instantly increase revenues if you're not doing that already. Now, Apple said, hey, maybe you're discounting too early. Depends on your reviewer. If that is the case, you might want to do what call or what Headway does, which if you see the visuals on their homepage, they say gift for you. If you tap on that little button, it gives you a 50% discount on Headway. And Yeva from Headway said, look, if you're not discounting, you're just leaving money on the table. And I said, Yeva, thank you for saying that because I completely agree with you. And if you look at Headway, they're doing tons of discounting. So for Headway, most of their apps or most of their reads, it's sort of like Blinkist, right? You get a summary of the a book. Yeah. They have a free daily read, but everything else is locked. So if I pick a locked book and I hit listener read, go to the YouTube video, you'll see the visuals. I get hit with the paywall. If I say uh -huh. no to this paywall, I then get hit with another discount that gives me 70% off this. Why I love this flow is because I already showed you intent. I said, hey, I picked out the book that I want to start off with. I said no to that paywall. I'll bet you most people are just buying here, which is the normal full price. But the people that said no, well, they get the 70% off and it's down funnel. So I really like this strategy. I think Headway is doing an amazing job in terms of monetization. They've just been pushing, pushing, pushing. And you know, now that we have the data that says it works, I'm like, go be aggressive. Like 
you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, the LTV, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I think about the one data point that we do have is one of our clients, a million monthly active users, probably more at this point, 5 million monthly, you know, organic downloads. And it's just like, when they finally introduce the paywall during the onboarding process, Art, guess what happened? They made more money and their retention increased as well. Yeah. And that was their main goal was to increase retention. And so look, I think for subscription apps, monetization drives retention for games, obviously is reverse retention drives monetization, but for subscription, that's why I favor discounting or doing all the little tactics to help your users subscribe to a product that you built. Now, as long as you're not scamming users, here's what I think you built a great app. You put your heart and energy into it. You might as well get paid for that. And when you get paid for it, users are more likely to invest in your product and hopefully see the benefits of using your product as well. Uh, now, now this discount thing is really uh, something, uh, think about it. You're, um, people like to, uh, hang on in the market for a price when they're buying stuff in person. Why then shouldn't be following the same path when they are being introduced to a digital product? And if you're not providing them the same opportunity, you're leaving just money on the table, just like Steve says that it's just as simple as that is the same people, um, the same strategy, uh, works and, um, you shouldn't just reject them if that, that bill can be like, just like I said, at the beginning of this question, there may do this calculation in their brain, <clears throat> how much money I'm spending on a monthly basis. Okay. It's going to be too much. And if you're dropping the price, the person agrees because okay, now it works for me. And otherwise he's just going to walk away. You're going to lose him or her. It's just not a smart strategy. Like it's just this now. Uh, let's polish a little bit um, what we've said uh, in the previous couple of questions by talking about significance of customization. So where app user experience do you see is the most important to get it right? Customiz where in the, in the customization? Uh, so unpack that for me. What do you, what do you well, mean I, by this? I, well, I actually mean like what, like customization as the process of working on the app user experience, like in what specific parts of the app, uh, do we see it's important? Like, yep. Yeah. So, special? you know, and I, I will point to headway again, so <laughs> free exposure for them. And Yeva gave me this great insight on our, our YouTube stream too. So I'm going to pull this up, but here's a couple of ways that they they do it. And so when you do, you know, I said, even if you don't customize the experience, show them the little spinning wheel, but what you can do is obviously are, if they are saying, Hey, I'm more interested in right here. So what areas during headways onboarding, what areas would you like to elevate? You know, if I'm saying motivation and time management, well, guess what? When I get to the homepage of your app, maybe show motivation, all that stuff in there. Also, when during that, like, I love this little slide, this, the end of the onboarding notification where they're like, you know, in the digital or online marketing, digital product space, people who sell courses, essentially, there's this thing called a yes ladder. 
And you know, if you've been on a webinar where they're trying to sell you a course or something afterwards, they will try to get you to say yes before they hit you with the paywall. And so this is the psychology behind what Headway's doing here. Do you agree with the statement below? Now, obviously I can say no, but yes, right? Like I, I believe in learning and personal growth. Yes here. And then they're showing me, because I already told them the type of books I like, they're showing me these type of books. Does this book seem interesting? And so now they have all this data to sort of customize the entire experience for them. The other thing uh, that Yeva told me was, let me see if I can find a good visual. They actually created custom book covers rather than reusing the book covers of the actual books. So they created custom ones. And when they did that, they saw really great success in that too. And so does that answer? Is, is yeah, this what you're yeah. getting at with the customization side of things? This is, this is what I want to get for you from you to highlight for uh, our, our listeners where customization really shines in the like where it matters to like to make the most of it, like uh, to make the right impression on the user base uh, and uh, persuade people to become loyal customers. Yeah. Now, next up uh, is one of those marketing terms that depends how juvenile you are. It can be a subject for your party jokes or serious discussion with your peers. Art and soft paywall. <laughs> Look at these. All right. Well, I didn't come up with that term. Apply H. Yeah. Vitaly came up with this term from Adaptee. And he, I was like talking to him and I said, hey, Vitaly, like, how would you launch a brand new app? And he said, you know, I would do some ASO. I forget what the exact answer was, but I'll do some ASO. So I'm going to throw that in there as me. And then I would launch with a hard paywall. And I was like, what the heck is a hard paywall? And it's just like, it's just a paywall without an X. So you either have to say yes or get the heck out. And so we tested this with our, one of our apps, making about eight to $10,000 a month. And you know, my technical co-founder, he decided to launch as a hard paywall. And I was like, dude, what, why? This is before talking to Vitaly, by the way. I was like, why? That's so scammy. No, like, I don't want to do that. But he's like, well, we built it like that. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, forget the gut. Like you said, Art, let's see what the data says. And so when we launched it at that, we, the app went from making about a thousand to $2,000 a month, instantly to eight to $10,000 a month, no additional downloads. We did increase the price and put some onboarding screens and all that stuff to it, but we saw a 13% in conversion rate on this paywall. When we had to add the X in there, we dropped in sales. And so I'll show you this slide. You can see when we launched, you know, we bought the app. And so it was making one to 2000 with just a $33 in-app purchase. We then made it in $60 a year product without any new features. And then we were able to like almost 10 X the revenues when we had to put the X, you can see the revenues dropped in there. So we put the, we decided not remove the X and put the hardway paywall back in. So the data says hard paywalls do perform better. And another app that we're working with now, he's like, Steve, I ended up deciding to just try the hard paywall. He's seen three times more revenues on a hard paywall too. Because again, our, like kind of what we talked about before a app download is already showing you intent. They're already, they looked at your screenshots, they look at your ratings, they compared you to other things. And so it's almost like shopping on Amazon and they added to cart already, right? Like that's sort of the premise. And so it's like, all you gotta do is nudge them a little bit over. Now for some people who don't wanna do that, that's fine. You don't have to do a hard paywall because long-term it might not be beneficial 
for you. But I think in the short term, when you're just going from zero to one, it is a strategy that ultimately you want to test because it does, the data proves that it does drive more downloads. And because I get this question a lot, Art, it doesn't hurt your ratings as much. I've seen a lot of apps with hard paywalls that have really great, like 4.8, 4.9 average ratings. So don't sleep on it. Yeah, this is like great case when you should check the data, check the numbers. It's yet another example when you would think, well, I'm just going to scare away people who will not be able to skip their screen and they will have to pay, right? They will just uh, push them away. But check the data. That's not happening. Probably, I'm just trying to think of like the caveat, like being a devil's advocate for a second. Probably they may be the case for some app categories for some specific app where um, you wouldn't do this. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to guess what would be like the, even if the people have as an intent um, and still you would scare him away, but I'm hard pressed to come up with an example. I got you. Uh, I got a few. I got a few for you. Okay. So if you don't want to do a hard paywall, let's say if you got a sim very simple app, Okay, hard paywall is probably the best way to go. But like meditation app or a fitness app, you might want to yep. not do a hard paywall because as you and these these are the examples I have. Calm. They don't have a hard paywall, but most of their content is locked. So a friend of mine, shout out to you, Rich, he yeah. A B tested this. He's like, Steve, I don't want he did the hard paywall. He saw an increase in conversions. And then he's like, Steve, I don't really like it. But I was like, okay, fine, Rich, but make sure you lock up most of the content. Right. So that they could see the breadth of content, the wide variety of content that you have, but most of it's lock. And so Headway, you know, only has one daily read. Calm, you know, I challenge you to go find all the, they do have some free meditation, but I challenge you to go find it. They do have it and I'll show you where. But, you know, you can do, when I say a hard paywall, I go, if you want to do stiff, there's no X, right? Like it is just that. If you want to do semi hard, well, there's this ling lingo, I think it's called lingo. But, anyways, this is a kid's app. They, it looks like a hard paywall. There's no X, but if you hit start my free trial and then there's view all my plans, if you hit view all my plans, that's where you get to see maybe later, which allows you to access the app for free without, you know, buying into it. So I thought that was a nice example of someone that is testing a hard paywall, but like you can find a way to get out of it if you really wanted to. So that's what this app is. And then zero, I thought this was a great example too. Zero intermittent fasting app that I love, absolutely love using them, using, been using them for years now. And they have a hard paywall, but guess what, Art? They do ask for push notifications, so that's one of the best practices too. Five minutes after I said no to this hard paywall, they hit me with the push notification that said, hey, you can start using Zero for free, no subscription required, just open the app. So when I, op when I tapped on that notification, guess what magically appeared? the X on their paywall. So I tapped on it. I see the paywall. There's an X on it. I can hit X and then I can start using the app for free. I thought that was, these were two good examples of apps that were blending a hard paywall, but still allowing free access to the app. That's a nice thinking. Again, brings me back to my point, how well you should know what may happen in the heads of your customers when they're interacting with your app given what the app is about, what they may think, what they may expect. And if you can actually catch them, just like you've shown with this push notification, when they're like, they're still thinking just, you know, it took a few minutes before, between the 
moment they had to make this decision and the moment where they seen the notification telling them, okay, let's go back. Let's, let's take another take. Don't walk yeah. away. That, yeah. That's a good spin. Now, um, let's talk about the plants. We all love to make plants, especially from holidays. But let's just think uh, business-wise. Yeah. Plants you're choosing when you're buying a product. So what is the thinking of how many plants app subscriptions should have? Yeah. So again, let's go to the data. So how many plants should you have? Now, I have this A-B test. I generally love playing games. I actually wanted to be a game show host. So I try to bring in as many aspects of being a game show host as possible. Okay, Art, do you want to guess A or B? You might already know the answer. <laughs> Which one won? So for those who are just listening, I have two paywalls, one with one $2 monthly and $10 a year, one where it was just $10 a year. So B is the $10 a year, and that's the only option. And A has the two options with the monthly and yearly. Which one do you think won, Art? Probably B. B. Art, you just, you're, you know, you're not winning anything today, okay? <laughs> no, it's actually A. So here's what happened. This is one of our clients, one of our big clients. So I had to find a Figma file that sort of had all this stuff. But essentially, they had a $10 a year product. I love that product, by the way, too. And I subscribe. They saw that almost like 90% of the people were buying that $10 a year product. And so they're like, let's just make this cleaner and let's remove the monthly from the product. And then when we looked at the App Store Connect sales, it it took a nosedive art and completely tanked their sales. Because when you see, you know, it's, you know, with pricing, the way I believe is in the rule of threes, right? Because you want to be able to easily compare. Now, when I see $10 with a $2 monthly, I know instantly $10 is super cheap. When I see $10 by itself with nothing else to compare it for, I feel like it's super expensive because it's zero or 10. I prefer zero or two or 10. I'm like, oh, I'll prefer 10 then, right? Because I already like the app. So I believe in the rule of threes. Adapty had this combination. I know a lot of people had this data. Superwall, Jake had this data too. I like having a couple of different data sources before I actually believe, but they found that three products, three plans had the highest conversion. Now, Jake from Superwall said this to me, but he's like, you pay attention to your LTV. So if you know, people are buying the plan you don't want them to buy, be careful with the three plans. But I said, Jake, I'll do you one better. Here's how I like to form it, format the rule of threes. So before I had the data, it was gut. Now I had the data, it becomes not gut, knowledge. How about that? <laughs> it becomes history, all right. All right, so here's how I like to do it. I have the cheap plan. Generally, it's gonna be your monthly plan because it's the lowest LTV plan out of all of it. Even weekly has a higher LTV than monthly. So I usually have a cheap plan that's monthly. Now, the highest LTV, which is going to be either your weekly or yearly, that tends to, you want that to be your ideal plan so that people buy that. And so for our app, that's where the trial is. And so if you pick monthly, no trial, okay? And then lastly, I like to have a decoy one. So if you're not watching the video, I recommend you go checking that out because you know, Art and I are very handsome guys. But you have the yearly, and then you have the six month that's just $10 less than the yearly, and then you have the monthly. So when you look at this paywall, you see where the best value is. And that's how I like to do my pricing. Some people like to be fair. I'm like, don't be fair, have a decoy. And if you go, I don't, I believe in this so much that if you go check out our website, 
at masters.com, then you will see some of this decoy pricing happening on our website because I know it works. I wrote a blog post back in 2013, I think it might have been 12 actually, Art, but where it was this, this, this case study was actually in the Hacking Growth book written by Sean Ellis and Morgan Brown. But we were, we did, we had this decoy and we saw not only an increase, 233% increase in conversions, but we actually had the, the yearly plan went from 40% of people who bought it to over 80 something percent, 86% of the people bought the yearly. So it's, it's sort of like having a plan that shows where the value is that gets people to buy. Right? Like it's kind of like McDonald's. You go, you want to upgrade to a large for just one dollar more? And it's like, all right, give me the freaking large. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, McDonald's didn't come to my mind, but I guess the <laughs> plans for my mobile provider, uh, which I uh, used a couple of years ago, I, I do remember this the same strategy. It's, uh, I think, when it comes to making plans, people kind of uh, you know look up for the textbook, okay what's the right strategy for um the right number of plans you should have to meet your bottom line to increase the revenue and how how does it work like what's what should be like i i love the exact your uh strategy of the rule of three it does make sense um we make these decisions in our life when we're not presented with a price tag but we're just not conscious of conscious of that decision but when you're looking when you're staring at the screen and you're deciding okay which plan will be working for me you're going to be following the same strategy steve just described it for you Yay. now final thing uh on the list will be call to action so i like to think of call to action uh for our species history like the first case most likely was you know during the hunt I don't, I don't think it was the kind of a unarticulated uh, growl. Most likely it was just a gesture, get it. <laughs> but going back to the present day, the what are the call to action these days we're being staring at? Most likely it's like when you're subscribing to a service, um, you're uh, looking like, um, I don't know, vote, click, download, subscribe, buy, purchase, uh, uh, leave your comment. So Steve, what are call to actions do, do really work? Yeah. So do not on your paywall, put subscribe. I've seen that a couple of times or, you know, GoPro. Definitely. You want to put what we seen work better than subscribe is start free trial or mm -hmm. better yet. Just continue tends to work pretty well too. Just continue, right? Obviously you're just going, you Things in motion, stay in motion, right? All right. So I'll give you a couple of different examples too on the homepage stuff. The so A has this star on the homepage that takes them to the paywall. B has a crown. Art, right, you want to guess which one won? The star or the crown? Crown. Yeah. So my client had the star. He was A B testing this actually. And I was like, dude, I'm not sure, but I've always seen crown. See, that's how I like to say it. If I feel confident, I will tell you. Definitely do this. But if I don't, I will tell you. And so I told the client, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I've always seen Crown and he saw a 57% increase in click through rates. And here's the data. He allowed me to share this. The, the star plus upgrade had the one of the, had the second worst star by itself, upgrade text by itself had a 7%. So that was the absolute worst. 
star and upgrade was a little bit better star by itself a little bit better than that but crown was the best across all the board and so kind of like what we earlier talked about with you know unlock everything versus you know unlock pro features unlock all this stuff you're gonna have to a b test of another blue throne don shared this case study where he was a b testing it used to say get spotista stats plus for six euros and then he said get all features unlock plus unlock everything unlock lifetime insights unlock lifetime insights brought in a 12.5 percent increase in conversions so really really a b test obviously unlock blank is going to be the best for you and generally you can look at these stats but unlock blank was the best performing followed by you know let's explore stats and then get all features too so we all love this unlock stuff gotcha yeah yeah i see what what really works um okay now to wrap it up what takeaways do would you yeah yeah we're funny wrapping up what <laughs> takeaways do, do you have for folks to leave this conversation with unlock if you want to unlock growth aren't <laughs> then definitely a v test right like i think in the beginning listen to listening to a podcast you're already ahead of the curve and then test your hypotheses like don't just go off of gut and opinion like test that hypothesis again i've been wrong a lot of times too versus right because we're always testing we have this gut call we test it and then we let data kind of decide what it uh, what you know which one should win and art the saying i love the most and it's actually i just found out the aol founder said this but you know my old boss said this to me he's like hey steve if you want to try something come with data because if we're going with opinions we're going with mine because i'm the boss so for me, I always took that to heart where we're like, I love data. I love A-B testing different things and trying some of the tiniest little changes art makes such a huge difference. Like just adding, changing the button from subscribe to continue now, continue or start free trial, boom, increase. One other thing I'll say is, you know, we added free, the word free on the paywall to the last two bullet points of a paywall. So just imagine like it's a call blocking app and then it has text spam text blocking and then like ad blocking capabilities too i added the word free in front of those last two bullet points we saw an 11 percent increase in conversions same paywall just that one word brought in 11 percent more conversions so it's these tiny little tests that i like to start off with because i think too many people try to change too much too many variables at once and then if it works great you're like great it all worked but if it doesn't work you have no idea why it did not work. So I just changed one variable at a time. It's called the AB test. It's not like A and three. I don't know what's a better analogy, right? It's right. AB, like just one variable. It's not A and then numbers. It's not apples and oranges. It's a orange and a blue orange. I don't know. What a... <laughs> All right, this is why you went too long with me. I'm going delirious. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Again, bringing back to um, first point I made: be a scientist, uh, because A/B testing—it's the matter that's been used in so many branches of science. And just think about it for a moment: I would be a scientist. It should be sounding great for you, right? Um, and uh, there's always these compounding variables. Uh, if you're having them in your uh, A/B testing, you always be getting the data you will believing that's the accurate data but that will be leading you to nowhere because that will be false 
and um it will be just like again coming back to your gut feeling uh so yeah just make sure you're changing one thing at a time that's really important all right um now i have this question which i like to ask folks who are you know for many years in the industry yeah. they always have something to say because there's always something in their mind they can speak out uh steve what would you like to change about this industry the most the app industry look i love the app industry i will couch you with that i love the app industry and so i guess because it's always changing and you know for me i like things that change because it keeps me interested obviously maybe just Apple and Google taking less of our cut, like 30 seems pretty steep, but no, thank you guys for helping all these app developers make a living with apps. But let's just put that aside. All right, I think the the one thing that I strive to achieve through our content is the zero to one strategies. I think a lot of times, especially these bigger companies, they tend to talk to each other and then you forget about everybody else that doesn't know how to do anything. Like for example, Facebook ads, when you talk about Facebook ads, everybody talks about creatives, but it's like, but if I don't have, oh, you know, like 20, $10,000 to spend on this and I only have a thousand, like how else should I do this? What else should I be thinking about? And so what is that campaign structure? You know, like I like to live in the weeds and like really break down, you know, the four dummies series in a way, because that's who I am. I'm like, that's how I started. I want that breakdown. I want to watch a video where I can just follow along and kind of do what the person is doing at the same time. So let's start really breaking it down rather than just saying, and one other thing, Art, maybe we stopped using CAC. I mean, I think it's just, I don't like the acronym. It's too close. All right. There could be some slippage. Right. Got you, Steve. All right. Before I let you go, very, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Pretty simple. Just go to appmasters.com or just check out our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash appmasters. Terrific. Steve, thank you so much for coming in the show. It was great, unusual, but awesome. Thank you <laughs> for spending this time with us. Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye. Thanks, Art. And that was Steve P. Young, founder at App Masters. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on this podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.